Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet, that's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and Game Sense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. When you have health insurance, it's easy to forget about your out-of-pocket costs. That can be a lot of money. But are your bills accurate? Well, it's estimated that over 50% of medical bills contain errors. HealthLock can help you. HealthLock technology securely connects with your insurance and flags any overbilling, wrong codes, and fraud. You can even have HealthLock work on your behalf to get money back from select past bills. To date, HealthLock has helped its members save over $130 million. So to save, visit HealthLock.com today. That's HealthLock.com today. Today is Monday, February 27th, 2023. Coming up on Roland Martin Unfiltered, streaming live on the Black Star Network. I'm live here in Austin, Texas. Uh, in Nashville, Tennessee lawmakers question the management and financial practices at Tennessee State University. What is going on with all of a sudden Tennessee officials jamming up TSU? Are they trying their best to take over that HBCU? We will show you what took place uh, at today's hearing. Also, a black Louisiana student becomes the first one in history to get a scholarship for bass fishing. We'll talk with him uh, on the show. Also, Nigeria is in the midst of the humanitarian crisis. We'll talk with the founder and CEO of the Nigerian Center about how people can help and explain what is going on in that African nation. Uh, and also for, on um, Saturday, uh, the funeral was in Atlanta for Tommy Dorsch Jr., the Atlanta businessman, major HBCU champion. We will have a, a look back at what took place at his homegoing service at New Birth Missionary Baptist Church. It is time to bring the funk on Roland Martin Unfiltered on the Black Star Network. Let's go. He's got it. Whatever the miss, he's on it. Whatever it is, he's got the scoop, the fact, the fine. And when it breaks, he's right on time. And it's rolling. Best believe he's knowing. Putting it down from sports to news to politics. With entertainment just for kicks, he's rolling.
All right, folks, today in Tennessee, lawmakers, they held a public hearing to discuss if they're going to vacate and restructure Tennessee State University's board of trustees and hire new administrators. This after a scathing report from the state comptroller uh, complaining about various issues at the university. Now, the state Senate ad hoc committee, they met last Thursday with 200 TSU alum, students and parents providing pushback to an audit by the Tennessee controller, Jason Munpower. Munpower accused the university of being unprepared to handle the sudden influx of students causing a housing crisis. Lawmakers tasked the controller's office with examining the spike in enrollment after several students and parents filed complaints with the state. Joining us now is Tennessee State Representative Vincent Dixie. Uh, he joins us right now. Representative Dixie, glad, glad to have you here. So, okay, today's hearing, was that an open forum was it broadcast? Were people able to actually see it? And what took place? Yes, it was a, It was an open forum. So it was a regular committee meeting that we had. Uh, people were able to sign up. And uh, we had six speakers from the community that spoke. And they spoke very well and very highly and very supportive of Tennessee State University. So basically, at the end of the day, what happened, they recommended to the full committee that the sunset hearing be set out for a year. Um, they laid out some parameters, which... Uh, TSU agreed to make the majority um, agree to the majority of them what was going on. So we have some issues that we can work out. We have some goals to move toward. But I think the heavy lifting is just about done. We have one more meeting to go through and then we should be able to fulfill the mission of, of, of educating black students going forward. All right. So they complained they were not ready for the influx but let's also be honest. The issue is that Tennessee State was owed $500 million from the state. They've only gotten $250 million. When are lawmakers going to give the other $250 million so they can do their job? Well, first, I want to back up. I want to just um, be clear. The first $250 million have not been received yet. It has not been received yet. So this is kind of where it kind of gets interesting for me, is that uh, TSU received an audit and uh, last year, and it came through just regular mundane findings that you would find in any any university audit. And it was fine. They had the recommendations. It was it was okay. It really didn't become an issue until Dr. Glover um, started requesting this money, and they had some uh, prerequisites in order for us to hold to get this money. Dr. Glover balked a little bit because she didn't think that was fair. And then that's when this review came into play. And I find it suspicious. I find it suspect that we did at this time. But I hope that what this community learned and I hope people across the nation learn that when you step up and advocate and people show up, this is what this is the outcome that you get. You can impact the outcome. And that's what we did. And we did it in a positive manner. Well, you can you can impact the outcome. But the reality is it shouldn't have have come to that. And not only that, uh, lawmakers previously questioned Tennessee State for why all of a sudden these black students are going there and not other state universities. It is if all of a sudden, by asking for the money and have a dramatic, uh, you know, increase in enrollment, that TSU has a bullseye on its back. Well, anytime you excel, you know this better than I do. Anytime you excel, you put a target on your back. And that's exactly what happened. When you start to exhibit excellence, you become a target for other people. And you know we have to cross our T's and dot our I's and do everything twice as, twice as better than anybody else in this, in this world. Um, 
this is just, we shouldn't have never been here to begin with. This was egregious. It was heavy-handed at best. And we, we should have never been here. The issue, when you look at the optics of it, it appears that now that you increase the scholarship money, which the state didn't increase in, in uh, add one penny to it, that it was all um, accumulated by Dr. Glover and TSU's efforts. Now it went from $6 million to $28 million. The optics says, oh, it's a problem. Now we want to educate more black students. That's the problem now. So that it just it looks suspect and in, in at best. Okay, so what you know what is next? Because I'm getting getting calls from different people who are who are, who are saying that uh, look that they still are concerned that these uh, white officials, these white, white Republicans in Tennessee, are going to try to make a move against Tennessee State. So the next step in the in the in this procedure is next Monday. I think at 1.30, they have what's called the Government Operations Committee of Meets. And this committee that met today made the recommendation, um, and hopefully their Government Ops Committee, Operations Committee, will follow that recommendation, and it'll still give Tennessee State a year in order to input what they said they would input in order to make the university run a little bit smoother going forward for this next year. And then we'll, that should be the end of it for at least one more year. Yeah, but I mean, I, I get that. But what this does is it sort of uh, puts uh, t uh, Tennessee State uh, on this sort of like shot clock, if you will. Uh, and again, they're trying to make do with little. Uh, and I guarantee you, University of Tennessee, um, uh, they're not having these funding problems. No, uh, not at all. And again, when you look at the $544 million that was owed to Tennessee State University over these years, imagine where we, could, where we would be right now. Imagine all the research that could have been done. We have already went from a research two, level two to a research one, and that's the highest level that you can get uh, in a research, research facility, and it comes with millions of dollars of grants. We did that with no, really no support from the, the state. And this is amazing what TSU has done so far. So you're right. It's time for Tennessee to pay up and not put strings attached to this money and let us govern ourselves the way that we know how to govern ourselves and know how to uh, make how to achieve excellence because that's what we do tennessee is about excellence all right representative dixie uh, we appreciate it thanks a lot all right thank you for having me all right my panel dr julian malvo dean and college of ethnic studies California State University, L.A., President uh, Emerita Bennett College, Dr. Omokongo Dabinga, Senior Professorial Lecturer, School of International Service, American University, Renee Shannon, uh, Georgia State Representative. Glad to have all three of you here. So, uh, Julian, I'll start with you. Uh, as the representative said there, uh, quite uh, mysterious. All of a sudden, let's now examine the administration and the finances of Texas Tennessee State when they decide to say, where's our $500 million? Exactly. I mean, this is just nonsense. Glenda Glover, Dr. Glover, the president, has been doing an excellent job uh, as president of uh, TSU. And um, it, it, as the young man said, the representative said, taken from a U research two to a research one qualifies you for all kinds of, of federal funds that you might not ordinarily get. So she's been successful. What it is, is we know what it is. Let's go back to Reconstruction. As soon as black people become successful, white people become envious, nasty, and snatching, snatching away. So this, what's going to happen, unfortunately, Roland, is that imposing all these audit conditions is going to take 
effort away from the real work that needs to be done at TSU and at any other college. And, you know, what cracked me up, I glanced at the report, I didn't read the whole thing. What cracked me up, so people are upset because there's not enough dormitory space. Hey, that's a victory. If there's not enough dorm space, that means that enrollment has exceeded expectations. But beyond that, tell me another university that hasn't had dorm space issues in the past decade. Even some of our elites, PWI elites, have had to put students in hotels and do things like that. So it's just a double standard, and it's nonsensical. And I hope that the brother who uh, spoke, the representative, stands strong for TSU, because it's worth saving. Black colleges have been attacked this way, that way, and the other way, and it's got to stop. McConnell? You know, I think that this is um, indicative, of, uh, a representative of, of a greater problem. And we're seeing with this cultural backlash on anything relating to black studies, we talk about it with Ron DeSantis in Florida. These politicians and these leaders and these board, they're looking at every single way possible to try to target what we're doing because they also notice that more and more students are enrolling in HBCUs than ever than, or ever before than in a very long time because of the way the racial climate is going in this country. Parents are seeing the backlash that's happening towards their kids' education. Kids are seeing what's happening as well. And they are retreating to spaces that they see are safe. And to be quite honest, Roland, and you know this better than anybody, the way the stories are painted out there about what's happening there, they're painting it as a story primarily of mismanagement. I, at the bottom of one article I was reading, it mentioned the fact that TSU never got the money that it was promised after talking about all of these other issues that are happening at the university and making it look like it's the fault of the leadership. And so the average person will see that and just be like, oh, another black university, they don't know how to handle their students. And so it's really important that we got the Black Star Network here to really point out what's actually going on. We're seeing this on the university level. We're seeing it with places like Jackson, Mississippi. They're looking for ways to come into black spaces and black leadership and just take over. And we have to continue to fight and continue to expose this for the sake of our students and for the sake of all of the places that we are attempting to create to be safe for black people, especially black children. You always got to follow the money, Renita. Absolutely. And I agree with Dr. Malvo. Um, other PWI universities have had issues with dorm problems, and this has gone back for a really long time. I remember being at the University of Florida um, in around the year 2000, and there were dorm issues. So that is not something that is unique to HBCUs. But I really hope that the Black representatives in Tennessee know what time it is, because I don't think that this, uh, this HBCU is being targeted just because it is excellent. There is a history especially in states that are under um, that are under Republican control, conservative control of them going after um, things that are very pro profitable that black people have built, um, th things that they just want to take control of. There is a history of them doing this. So you look right here in Georgia, we have had attempts for the Republicans um, to try to take over our Atlanta airport, which has produced more black millionaires and has been really a big source for black people to grow wealth here in the state. They have consistently tried to take over the airport. We've seen attempts from Republicans to try to take over the voting efforts in Fulton County, the election boards. So any way you slice it, when black people are having full control of something, it is often that we see that these legislatures that are Republican control, essentially um, being controlled by almost all white men, you see that they want to come in and take over what is black and control it. So I hope they're being smart about what is really happening. 
All right, folks, hold tight one second. I got to go to a break. We'll be back right here on Roland Martin Unfiltered on the Black Star Network. YouTube, folks, hit that like button. Same on Facebook, also on the app. Uh, and, of course, download the Black Star Network app, Apple phone, Android phone, Apple TV, Android TV, Roku, Amazon Fire TV, Xbox One, Samsung Smart TV. We'll be right back. On the next Get Wealthy with me, Deborah Owens, America's Wealth Coach, the wealth gap has literally not changed in over 50 years, according to the Federal Reserve. On the next Get Wealthy, I'm excited to chat with Jim Castleberry, CEO of Known Holdings. They have created a platform, an ecosystem to bring resources to Blacks and people of color so they can scale their business. Even though we've had several examples of um, African-Americans and other people of color being able to be successful, we still aren't seeing the mass level of us being lifted up. That's right here on Get Wealthy, only on Black Star Network. Next on The Black Table with me, Greg Carr. We featured the brand new work of Professor Angie Porter, which simply put, is a revolutionary reframing of the African experience in this country. It's the one legal article everyone, and I mean everyone, should read. Professor Porter and Dr. Valethea Watkins, our legal roundtable team, join us to explore the paper that I guarantee is going to prompt a major aha moment in our culture. You crystallize it by saying, who are we to other people? Who are African people to others? Governance is our thing. Who are we to each other? The structures we create for ourselves, how we order the universe as African people. That's next on The Black Table, here on The Black Star Network. Hi, I'm Teresa Griffin. Hi, my name is Latoya Luckett, and you're... Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet. That's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. This is it, your moment. This is your time to make your comeback with Purdue Global. When you come back with a Purdue Global degree, you create opportunity for yourself, your family, and your future. 
It's a degree you can be proud of, a degree that employers will trust and respect. Purdue Global offers working adults like you over 175 flexible degree programs to meet your specific career goals. These include associate, bachelor's, master's, and doctoral degrees and certificates. Purdue Global degree programs range from nursing to business to communication and more. Whatever your interest, we have the degree that will move you forward. You have the knowledge. You have the experience. Now it's time to get credit for the work you've done and earn the recognition you deserve with Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. You know you're worth it. We do too. So don't wait another second to get the degree that will take your career to the next level. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. You're watching Roland Martin Unfiltered. All right, folks, uh, I wrote my book, White Fear, trying to explain to people what has been going on with this whole notion of white minority resistance. And folks are like, well, I'm not quite sure, but I've been saying since 2009 what we're seeing, and we keep seeing this even when it comes to mainstream and social media. So you take former Congresswoman Tulsi Gabbard. Uh, this is this idiot who's a Fox News contributor. If you want to know how she is a, absolutely a right-wing extremist, Listen to this nonsense. Judging people, hiring people, selecting people based on race, which is really, let's be clear, how serious of a problem this is. It's based on genetics, race, uh, based on your blood, your genes. And, and where do we see that connection? Well, these are the very same geneticist core principles embodied by Nazism and Adolf Hitler. And this should be something that is sickening and alarming to every single Democrat, and every single American. We have seen where this uh, philosophy can lead. Uh, the American people deserve so much more. Um, I'm confused what the hell she's even talking about. But let me go ahead and walk this thing through. Tucker Carlson previously complained about... Um, President Biden's judicial nominees, and he felt they were too black. So what you have is you have folks like Tulsi, who don't like to see black people hired. So what they do is they complain by saying, oh, oh, look, they're hiring all these black people. You, we've seen Bill Maher complain about, oh, people being chosen because of their race or their gender. See, when you start Choosing educated, honest, accomplished, non-white people, namely non-white men, white people have a problem because they've had this for years. It literally is the thesis of my book, White Fear. They cannot handle seeing People of color get opportunities because they actually think all jobs are theirs. All opportunities are theirs. Then, of course, you got the nut Scott Adams of Dilbert cartoon. He decides to post a 
absolutely strange video and says white people stay away from black people. Listen to this nonsense. Asmussen poll uh, had a uh, provocative little poll today. They said, uh, do you agree or disagree with the statement, uh, it's okay to be white? That was an actual question. Rasmussen asked, you know, white and black voters, and, and probably others, uh, do you disagree or agree with the statement, it's okay to be white? 26% of blacks said uh, no. It's not okay to be white. 21% weren't sure. Add them together, that is 47% of black respondents were not willing to say it's okay to be white. That, that actually, that's like a real poll. This just happened. Did you have any idea? <laughs> would, would you have imagined that that could have happened? So I realized, um, as you know, I've been identifying as black for a while, years now, because I, like, you know, I like to be on the winning team, and I like to help. And I, I always thought, well, if you help the black community, that's sort of the biggest lever. You know, you, could, you can find the, the biggest benefit. So I thought, well, that's the hardest thing and the biggest benefit. So I'd like to focus a lot of my life resources in helping black Americans, so much so that I started identifying as black to just be on the team I was helping. But it turns out that nearly half of that team uh, doesn't think uh, I'm okay to be white, which is, of course, why I identified as black, because so I could be on the winning team for a while. But I have to say, uh, th this is the first political poll that ever changed my activities. I don't know that that's ever happened before. You know, normally you see a poll, you just look at it, and you go, ah, whatever. <laughs> you know, oh, this is interesting what other people think. But as of today, I'm going to re-identify as white because I don't want to be a member of a hate group. I'd accidentally joined a hate group. So if, if you know, nearly half of all blacks uh, are not okay with white people, according to this poll, not according to me, according to this poll, uh, that's a hate group. That's a hate group. And I don't want to have anything to do with them. And I would say, you know, based on the current way things are going, the best advice I would give to white people is to get the hell away from black people. Just get the fuck away. Wherever you have to go, just get away. Because there's no fixing this. This can't be fixed. Right? This can't be fixed. You just have to escape. So that's what I did. I went to a neighborhood where you know I have a very low black population, because unfortunately the, you know there's a high correlation between the density. And this is according to Don Lemon, by the way. Um, so here I'm just quoting Don Lemon when when he notes that the when he lived in a uh, mostly black neighborhood, there were a bunch of problems that he didn't see in white neighborhoods. So even Don Lemon sees a big difference in your own quality of living based on where you live and who's there. Well, things did not go well for the racist Scott Adams. First and foremost, um, his uh, syndicator, 
um, Andrews McMill Universal. Uh, they have severed their relationship with him. Hundreds of newspapers nationwide have dropped his comic strip, Dilbert, including the L.A. Times, the New York Times, the Washington Post, the Cleveland Plain Dealer, the San Antonio, San Antonio Express News, all USA Today network newspapers. He has tried to defend um, uh, defend the comments. Um, and uh, according to this story here, by Monday morning, Adams no longer appeared in searches on Go Comics and Dilbert Comics were gone from the website. Um, and then, let's see here. So, and he's complaining, oh, my goodness, I've been canceled. And uh, again, again, just, just then, of course, of course, no shock that Elon Musk, who's from South Africa, white member of South Africa, um, basically the supports uh, Adams saying, what's wrong with what he said? Now, here's what's interesting. He um, w w was commenting on a Rasmussen poll. Now, Rasmussen has pretty much been a right-wing poll for quite some time. Um, and so this is a piece that's in the Washington Post here that I find to be interesting. And this is what they said uh, on McCongo. It said that... Um, if Rasmussen polled 1,000 people, they likely only polled 136 black people, which means the poll has a margin of error of 8%. But see, the, the thing that, I, that I, I, I love about what's going on right now, and I'll say this again, what, what happened on January 6th, I appreciate the racists of 2023 showing us exactly who they are. And that's what Scott Adams has done. Absolutely. And I'm seeing people say, oh, my gosh, what happened to Dilbert? And what, I mean, what happened to Scott Adams? I can't believe this. And I, my response was nothing happened to him. He just showed us who he was. And as Dr. Maya Angelou said, someone shows you who they are, believe him the first time. And so he got into issues last week, uh, last year, when he or a year or two ago, when he was making comments about reparations as well. And so he wants to talk about cancel culture. This, as Dino Badaya said, it's not cancel culture, it's consequence culture. This is a different time period. And when you tie it into what Tulsa Galbraith was saying as well, with her ignorance and self-hate, given that she's part Samoan as well, and we see that these people feel, for some reason, emboldened to get out there and say whatever they want and basically target anything relating to diversity. And for him to say, oh, I, I, I wanted to be on the winning side, so I said I was black for a while. I mean, how ignorant and dis disgraceful and despicable is that? We see with this man that really at the end of the day, he says, oh, people are going to call me racist. But let's see, Roland, what networks or what organizations are going to pick him up? Because I guarantee you the only ones that will are going to be ones that have some type of racist bent. So if you're not racist, why are you going to go inside with them? Because I'm pretty sure that's one what's going to happen. And regardless of this poll, right, if I saw a poll that said 50 percent of, of white people hated black people, I would focus on the 50 percent of black people who like of white people who like black people and respect black people. And I would work to build with them. So for him to sit there and say all black people are a hate group because of this ridiculous survey from the first place and then target those ones who say they're uncomfortable with, with whiteness and the like, he is looking for any excuse to just justify his racism. That's why he also brought Don Lemon in there because he says, see, I'm even quoting a black guy here to kind of justify what I'm saying. And even that was a misquotation as well. And so what we need to do, Roland, is make sure that they, they... every network, every newspaper, every outlet that had him is making sure that they no longer have have them if they haven't cut them already, because there are going to be some that are going to try to get by rolling. There are going to be some that are going to try to let this blow over because yeah, of this popular. Yeah, the thing. We can't let them. 
Uh, hold on one second. I got to go to a break. We come back. Uh, we're going to pick it up again. But I need people to understand what is at play here. It is no shock you're seeing this is a recurring theme. We need to understand why and how to combat it. You're watching Roland Martin Unfiltered on the Black Star Network. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet, that's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. This is it, your moment. This is your time to make your comeback with Purdue Global. When you come back with a Purdue Global degree, you create opportunity for yourself, your family, and your future. It's a degree you can be proud of, a degree that employers will trust and respect. Purdue Global offers working adults like you over 175 flexible degree programs to meet your specific career goals. These include associate, bachelor's, master's, and doctoral degrees and certificates. Purdue Global degree programs range from nursing to business to communication and more. Whatever your interest, we have the degree that will move you forward. You have the knowledge. You have the experience. Now it's time to get credit for the work you've done and earn the recognition you deserve with Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. You know you're worth it. We do too. So don't wait another second to get the degree that will take your career to the next level. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. Hatred on the streets, a horrific scene, a white nationalist rally that descended into deadly violence. White people are losing their damn minds. As an angry pro-Trump mob storms the U.S. Capitol, we're about to see the rise of what I call white minority resistance. We have seen white folks in this country who simply cannot tolerate black folks voting. I think what we're seeing is the inevitable result of violent denial. This is part of American history. Every time that people of color have made progress, whether real or symbolic, there has been what Carol Anderson at Emory University calls white rage as a backlash. This is the rise of the Proud Boys and the Boogaloo Boys. America, there's going to be more of this. Here's all the Proud Boys, guys. This country is getting increasingly racist in its behaviors and its attitudes because of the fear of white people. The fear that they're taking our jobs, they're taking our resources, they're taking our women. This is white fear. Bye-bye, 
We're all impacted by the culture, whether we know it or not. From politics to music and entertainment, it's a huge part of our lives. And we're going to talk about it every day right here on The Culture with me, Faraji Muhammad, only on the Black Star Network. Hi, I'm L.D. Barge. Hey, yo, Peace World. What's going on? It's the Love King of R&B, Raheem Devon, and you're watching Roland Martin, Unfiltered. All right, folks, welcome back to Roland Martin, Unfiltered on the Black Star Network. So the, the, the thing I, I want people to understand here, and, and this is why I'm, I played all of that, what he had to say, and then I played the Tulsi Gabbard comment. It's why I wrote the book, White Fear, how the browning of America is making white folks lose their minds. You now look at what's happening with the University of North Carolina system. They not want to get rid of DEI, a diversity, equity, inclusion. We talked last week about what's happening in Oklahoma, what's happening in Texas, uh, in Florida. The Supreme Court uh, hearing a case dealing with the issue uh, uh, of affirmative action in Ivy League schools. Also, the Supreme Court today hearing oral arguments dealing with uh, President Biden's student loan forgiveness. And you had individuals who actually sued the president on the grounds that these, that the loan forgiveness will benefit black students more than anybody else. So the reason this stuff matters, Julian, is because I need people to see that this is not just, well, a one-off. What we are seeing is a wholesale attack on black and minority progress over the past 50 plus years. What we are seeing are white conservatives, white conservative Republicans using their power, controlling state legislatures, which means that you're controlling state university systems. We're seeing that with the lawsuits, they do not want to see advancement, any further advancement from African-Americans, from Latinos, from Asian-Americans, Native Americans, anybody non-white. That is the assault that we are seeing, and too many people are not paying attention to this. I told everybody what the critical race theory attack was about. That was a small piece. It is way bigger. You're absolutely right. And what I am most concerned about is the lack of critical thinking or critical reporting on the uh, part of the mainstream media. I mean, so as you said, if they surveyed a thousand people, probably 136 of them were black, but you can lie with statistics. So the question is, how, is it okay to be white? Well, no, it's not okay for me to be white because I don't want to be. So how you phrase the question perhaps predicts your answer. And basically, you know, he's a one-off. He's we're not even thinking about him. But we are thinking about the systematic ways that black people, brown people, people of color have been sidelined systematically. I mean, we started out talking about TSU, sidelined, talking about what's happening there, critical race theory attacks, attacks on ethnic studies. People do not want to know the truth. I mean, just um, yesterday, I was in Section 14 here in L.A., it's in Palm Springs, where they burn black people out. They literally burn people out of their homes. That's the story that they don't want to tell. And, you know, Reva Martin has been leading 
the effort for these folks to get some reparations. And the old white people are like, well, but, you know, we didn't do it on purpose. Oh, no. The fire department sat and watched black homes burn, but they didn't do it on purpose. But there's so many incidents like this, so many stories, and they're not stories, so much reality that they don't want to hear because when they confront it, what they do, it's like they have to deny it. But they don't have to deny it. What they have to do is say, this happened, let's own it, and let's fix it. But fixing it, you know, is, is um, too much for some. That's what student loan. You know, the majority, not the majority, about half of those loans are held by people of color. Um, Biden did a good thing by targeting those loans, uh, uh, forgiveness, to people who had Pells. That means the people who had lower income. What's the resistance there? Why are you fighting, filing lawsuits about young people having some relief so that they can put money into the economy that everybody says they're worried about? Come on now. Roland, you're, you're absolutely right, and your, your book is so important when you talk about white fear, because we've been living it daily in terms of the pushback, the, oh, gee, we, don't we have freedom of speech? You know, that kind of thing. It, it literally is the reality that we're living in, and we have to... Last day before last of Black History Month, theme Black resistance. We must resist. You know, um, Renita. Again, I, I, I hope our people are understanding what is going on here, and what we are seeing. This is not going to end. This is going to intensify. They're going to use the courts, the legislature every way possible, and what they really want to go after, because you keep hearing these elite institutions, they don't like the fact that black women are being educated at a higher rate than anybody else. They don't like the fact uh, that we are advancing. And so, oh, if we're able to attack the institutions, we can slow down black folks from graduating from college, we can slow down what's going on, and we can hold on to this as long as we can, which is why I wrote in White Fear, black folks of the minorities must be fortifying ourselves in the present for the attacks that are about to happen. Absolutely. And you know what? I actually don't care how many people Rasmussen polled um, to get their opinion of whiteness, because whiteness has not been good for black people in this country. It has led to white supremacy. And so for Scott Adams to complain about this, has he ever thought about how often black people get told in this country that white people don't really care that anything good happens for us? It happens every election cycle. We continue to see the majority of white folks vote for people who are running openly anti-black campaigns and open uh, campaigns that are against any person of color. So to me, his rant really just seemed like a continuation of Miss Millie from Color Purple when she was hugging the tree saying, I've been good to you people. Furthermore, if he has been identifying as black, that doesn't help black people. And if he actually identified as black on any government form, I hope he is, I hope he gets investigated for it. Last but not least, UNC deciding to remove DEI requirements from its medical school is very problematic. It's as you said, Roland, this stuff actually costs us our lives. And I'll give you one example. When you look at maternal mortality rates, which is um, women dying just trying to give birth and up to a year after giving birth, what you find, the research shows over and over again, is that black women who are college educated are still more likely to die than white women who have just a high school diploma. And you know why that is? That is because medical bias and medical racism is still a thing. So when you are removing these DEI requirements that basically flag for 
um, for that basically flag for up and coming medical professionals that they need to be aware of implicit bias because that can make the difference in a person's life, particularly a person of color's life. These things are very important. And so I'm really disheartened that this campaign was led by an Asian organizer. I hate to see that once again, white supremacy is able to pull some folks over to its side. And it's really for the detriment of us all. Well, I, I just want, again, for the people who are, who are watching, Omicongo, we need to be as vigorous in fighting this. I, I had somebody hit me, a, a journalist hit me, and he asked me, I, I recently went on this podcast with this guy, Patrick Bet David. First of all, let me be real clear. I'd never heard of the dude. Apparently, he's got a popular podcast. Never heard of him. And apparently, they, they did some Twitter poll, and they asked the followers, who would they like to have on their show? And my name was one of the top ones that came up. So they hit me up and they offered to fly me down, pay for the trip, pay for housing, whatever. I happened to go to Fort Lauderdale when I was being honored by the Trayvon Martin Foundation in Miami. Uh, I went down and I, first of all, I wasn't about to sit here and adjust my schedule for them. So I said, look, I'm supposed to be there. Uh, I'll leave on that Monday anyway. So um, let's do it. They're like, oh, we can only do it Tuesday. Well, I'm sorry. I ain't waiting around for y'all. So, so, I, so I went on and, and, and uh, he's Armenian uh, immigrant, um, you know, right winger, tried to claim he was independent. If you listen to him, he wasn't. Um, and I, somebody hit me. They said, man, why would you go on the show? I said, because here's why. You have to counter the level of ignorance. You cannot allow their audience to be fed the exact same thing. And you, people might find it wasteful, but not me. I'm not one of these people who will say, oh, I'll run away from Fox News. No, 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 no. I want to run to them. I want their people to listen to somebody who is smarter than them. I want to introduce them to new different things. We may, I think back to the birth of a nation. And it was William Monroe Trotter, the black newspaper owner, who used his voice to campaign against that movie. So it's very easy for us to say, man, I'm not engaging those people. But we have to remember every single one of those people, they've got people who are watching and who are listening. And we are in an information war. And the reason we cannot succumb and not be willing to engage and fight these people, because when you're in an information war, you're in a battle and you have to fight and resist that nonsense everywhere possible. Tulsi Gabbard must be cut down and condemned every single time. Scott Adams as well, because if we don't, we are allowing these people, these impressionable minds to be shaped. The reality is when I've pushed back, when that, when that, when Philip came on here from Indianapolis, really play, uh, a playing field, he went for Indianapolis. Uh, I'm pushing back on that. That thing went viral. Millions saw me going against him. That means other people were impacted by what they saw. That's why we have to do battle at every single turn when it comes to what is happening with these people.
Oh, absolutely. If we don't fight the lies, the lies persist. And we're sitting here talking about many of the well-known figures who are out there, but we all also know that AM radio, controlled primarily by conservatives, people who are out in these rural areas, these hosts are getting their information from the Hannity's and the Tucker Carlson's of the world. And if we stay silent on it, we're basically saying that it's okay to lie about us and our culture and our community. And some of us have this mentality, oh, just ignore them, just don't pay attention. When you ignore them, you end up with situations where they're putting laws on the books saying that our culture can't be studied. When you ignore them, we end up with situations like UNC Chapel Hill saying we don't got to focus on diversity anymore after what they already did to Nicole Hannah-Jones, right? When we ignore them, we put them in situations where they don't have to watch their hiring practices, where they don't have to watch how they teach in our classroom. They don't, And they clearly, as we see, don't have to watch how they police our communities. And so really, at the end of the day, if we don't challenge them every single day, Roland, if we don't put ourselves where we're on these videos, like you said, going viral and speaking truth to their ignorance, then we are are basically complicit. And I believe that our silence is compliance. And we can't wait for the next shooting. We can't wait for the next law to come down from another racist governor. We can't wait for the... We have to be proactive. We have to react when you see the Scott Adams of the world. But in our own spaces, in the Black Star Networks, we have to continue to fight. All of us got platforms. I don't care if we have two followers or 20 million followers. If we do not speak up, we are just as bad as them, if not worse, because we have seen this happen. You mentioned birth of a nation, going back to the early 1900s. We have seen this happen, and we have seen the consequences of our silence. Now we have more money, but are we using it to be more influential? Now we have more money, but are we using it to build more black networks? We have more money, are we using it to build information structures that counter this ignorance? If not, we have no one else to blame for it persisting than ourselves. We know how to target sponsors. We know how to target politicians. We know how to do all of that. We can't be silent because it is our future at stake. Absolutely. Folks, hold tight one second. Got to go to a break. We come back more. Roland Martin Unfiltered right here on the Black Star Network live from Austin. Back in a moment. When you talk about blackness and what happens in black culture, we're about covering these things that matter to us, uh, speaking to our issues and concerns. This is a genuine people-powered movement. There's a lot of stuff that we're not getting. You get it, and you spread the word. We wish to plead our own cause to long have others spoken for us. We cannot tell our own story if we can't pay for it. This is about uh, covering us. Invest in Black-owned media. Your dollars matter. We don't have to keep asking them to cover our stuff. So please support us in what we do, folks. We want to hit 2,000 people, $50 this month, raise $100,000. We're behind 100000 so we want to hit that. Y'all money makes this possible. Check some money orders. Go to P.O. Box 57196, Washington, D.C., 20037- 0196. The cash app is dollar sign RM Unfiltered. PayPal is R Martin Unfiltered. Venmo is RM Unfiltered. Zell is rolling at rollingsmartin.com. Pull up a chair. Take your seat. The Black Tape. With me, Dr. Greg Carr, here on the Black Star Network. Every week, we'll take a deeper dive into the world we're living in. Join the conversation only on the Black Star Network. I used to see my dad hooking up to the boot, leaving out. And I was like, I, I want to be with him too. I want to be a part of fishing. Me and a friend of mine said, let's start our team. And it just got better over time. So my senior year, I started doing awesome. 
LSU Shreveport recruited me and I signed with them. I was the first African-American. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet, that's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. This is it, your moment. This is your time to make your comeback with Purdue Global. When you come back with a Purdue Global degree, you create opportunity for yourself, your family, and your future. It's a degree you can be proud of, a degree that employers will trust and respect. Purdue Global offers working adults like you over 175 flexible degree programs to meet your specific career goals. These include associate, bachelor's, master's, and doctoral degrees and certificates. Purdue Global degree programs range from nursing to business to communication and more. Whatever your interest, we have the degree that will move you forward. You have the knowledge. You have the experience. Now it's time to get credit for the work you've done and earn the recognition you deserve with Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. You know you're worth it. We do too. So don't wait another second to get the degree that will take your career to the next level. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. In Louisiana to get a scholarship for bass fishing, and it feels awesome. Hey, I'm Dion Cole from Blackish. What's up? I'm Lance Gross, and you're watching Roland Martin Unfiltered. All right, folks, a black Louisiana student athlete has made history to become the first to receive a scholarship for bass fishing. That's right, bass fishing. Christian Rousseff, hopefully I'm pronouncing that correct. Uh, y'all, please do phonetic spelling. Was accepted into LSU, Louisiana State University, in 2021 and has been making waves since joining the LSU bass fishing team. Now he serves as an ambassador for Discover Boating, powered by the NMMA and Marine Retailers Association of the America's Discover Boating Campaign, See You Out Here. Now, the campaign features stories of passionate boaters turned brand ambassadors around the country, honest people who reflect the next generation of boaters. The new campaign launched across the U.S. and Canada in April. Christian joins us now. Uh, this segment, of course, presented by Discover Boating. From He's from Edgard, uh, Louisiana. So, Christian, glad to have you here. First of all, properly pronounce your last name. Uh, it's uh, Rusev. 
Rusev. Okay, gotcha. All right, glad we got that straight. So, so here's what's interesting. The reason I find this to be hilarious because um, the greatest bass fisherman ever is actually named Roland Martin. Yeah, yeah. Um, and and so I remember I, I remember reading about him. I was in the seventh grade. And back in the newspaper, I think he won like $70,000 at a bass fishing tournament. And I was like, who the hell is this person named, same name as me, who's fishing? Now, I don't fish. I've never liked fishing. Uh, I do golf. That's my thing. Uh, but it is, it is interesting that, again, in your, in your space, Roland Martin is the greatest bass fisherman ever. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. He is, man. And uh, I told people about being on the show, and they were like, wait, you're talking about Roland Martin, a fisherman? And I'm like, no, Dr. Roland Martin. You know, so, yeah, I had a lot of that. <laughs> so, wait, right, I still get some of his emails for his lures and other stuff along those lines. So, uh, when did you first start fishing? Oh, I was started as a kid, man, with my dad and grandpa. You know, I started off young since I was in diapers, you know, and I took a liking to with my dad going out on the water, and I was like, hey, I want to go, so... He wanted me to do it, so I was like, man, I love this, you know, and especially catching my first fish, you know, it just blew my mind. I was like, this is all I want to do. I mean, I love being on the water. It's my thing, you know? Uh, absolutely. Now, there are different types of fishing. So you got fly fishing. So where did bass fishing come from? And when did you realize that, wait a minute, they have scholarships for this stuff? Oh, well, it started with bass fishing. I mean, we used, like, bait casting reels and stuff like that and casting rods. And it all started uh, a while back, right when I got out of middle school, getting ready to go to high school. I heard about high school fishing. So I went to, when I got in high school, I told my high school teacher, I was like, hey, they have bass teams, you know, and I think we can start a fishing team over here. And we looked into it, and she was like, yeah, they do. And sure enough, we started in my eighth grade year. And things kind of started off rough, but... Hey, practice makes perfect. So I started practicing a lot and going fishing every chance that I had. And through my ninth through 10th grade year, I got out there and I started making a name for myself, getting top 20 finishes, which it wasn't top five or first place, not yet. But when my junior year and senior year came, that's when I excelled through my season. And I had top five finishes back to back and even had two first place finishes. And then after that, that's when school started looking at me. And then LSU Shreveport came. And the coach gave me a call, and he recruited me. He was like, hey, I'd love to have you on our team, and we have a good team, and we're going to excel, and sure enough, we are. So I can't ask for better, you know? So so you're at LSU Shreveport, not LSU in Baton Rouge? Yes, Shreveport, correct. Got it. Okay, cool. So um, and for people don't understand, I mean, look, Bass fishing. I mean, you've got, you've got television shows. You've got competitions. I mean, there are people who have made a lot of money and become millionaires bass fishing. Oh yeah, have especially fishing the uh, circuit, the elite series. Yeah, it's a lot of money out there, and a lot of people. Uh, and, and... So, um, how many other African Americans do you see out there when you're doing tournaments? Uh, the most I probably see is about maybe two or three. And those guys go to school on the East Coast, especially in uh, Alabama. Just two or three? Yeah, that's it. It's not that many of us. 
So are, are, are you hoping by being an ambassador, you're going to connect with a lot of those young black kids out there who love to fish and let them know, hey, if you, you're not, you don't have to play football or basketball. You can actually go get us, get, get a fishing scholarship. Yes, absolutely. I do it all the time. I reach out to younger kids that are in high school and I'm like, hey, let's go fishing, fishing. The fishing tournaments is a big thing in high school right now. And it's going worldwide, and you know, I tell kids every day, man, let's get out and let's get a diverse in this sport, you know, because it's not that many of us, and kids are getting into it, and I'm glad to do what I'm doing, you know. Oh, to totally understand. Uh, questions from my panel. Uh, Congo, you first. Congratulations on everything that you're doing and this success. One of the questions that I have is, have you seen in your experience backlash from white people who are in the sport who are saying that you don't belong here and you get, you know, different kind of looks or, or, or things like that. Has that been an experience for you or, or not so much? Oh, uh, not so much. I mean, we get looked at as a people like, you know, expressions can tell, you know, when you say, you know, that we don't belong here, you know, so I get that pretty often, but hey, I just show up and fish and win. That's what I'm here to do, you know, make a name for myself. All right. Uh, Renita. Congratulations, Christian, on breaking barriers. Um, I wanted to ask you, you know, a lot of times um, sports can be cost prohibitive um, for black kids to play or black kids to enter. So maybe it's the cost of the uniforms. It could be the cost of competitions. Talk to us about what it about what it's like and what it takes to enter um, to start fishing like you've been doing. Oh, well, basically through the high school circuit, uh, you have to get with a tournament director and they have no reason to turn you around. They'd be more than glad to have you. And you just get like a coach or whatever. Like you have to get a boat captain in high school, a fishing coach, and he has to take you out. And that's just about it. And once you get on, you're good to go. All right, Julian. Congratulations, Christian. This is really wonderful to have you blazing trails in a sport that I don't really associate with black folks. You're a college student, so tell me how much time are you spending with the fishing team? How much does this take away from your studies, which should, of course, be your primary um, focus? Well, I'm fortunate enough at LSU. Oh, you see how much money they make fishing? <laughs> well, I'm fortunate <laughs> I have uh, good professors at Louisiana State University in Shreveport, and our professors know about our fishing team on how we're excelling throughout the tournaments. And most of the time with in-person classes, you know, we let our professors know in a week or two advance, like, hey, look, we have this tournament coming up. And most of the time they just post, like, the videos on our Moodle, and that's just about it, you know. So they are very lenient with us, and I can't ask for better because I know some guys at other schools their professors are pretty hard up and like, hey, you need to be in class and they don't get that much time, you know. They don't get a break, basically. So um, you talked about your success in high school. Uh, what success have you actually had now while in college? Uh, as of now, I've been getting uh, some top 40 finishes, you know. I'm just kind of getting my feet in the water, you know. I just started as a boulder this year in my sophomore season, so... This is uh, just just a beginning. Uh, so far, I had uh, three tournaments. One was in Russellville, Arkansas, on Lake Dardanelle, and we came in 100 out of 250 boats. And then I had another one on Pickwick Lake, 
and that one had 234 boats and we came in top 80 and my last one recently was on Harris Channel Lakes in uh, Leesburg, Florida and we came in 85th out of 234 boats so I mean it's just a start you know I mean I have two more years remaining and it's just get out on the water and practice makes perfect you know so I just keep fishing every day you know that's all I can do. Oh, well, absolutely. Uh, and it's, it's always uh, uh, great to see folks who are doing some new and interesting things. Uh, and so uh, this is uh, absolutely awesome. Uh, and so, Christian, uh, keep it up. Uh, and uh, maybe uh, in a few years, again, I'll be reading somewhere and we'll be seeing your name uh, taking first place like I did years ago, seeing uh, Roland Martin's name. And in fact, first of all, have you ever met him? Because I've never met him. Now, we used to jockey for the top positions on, you type in Roland Martin in, in, uh, in Google, uh, but about a few years ago, I, I put beat him. So, you know, type, type in Roland Martin, I come up like the first four or five different times, but I've never met him. No, no, sir, I haven't either. I know he has a son, uh, Scott Martin, that's on the Bassmaster Elite Series, and uh, I met him one time at a high school national championship in Anderson, South Carolina, fishing at Lake Hartwell. So I met his son, but I never met him. All right, then. Well, Christian, look, uh, good luck uh, as a uh, bass fisherman. Congratulations on the scholarship. And we certainly hope other uh, young folks are excited about what's uh, what, what about by this and see the opportunities that exist when it comes to uh, getting a fishing scholarship. Okay, thank you so much, Dr. Martin. It was a pleasure being with you. And uh, one more thing, uh, you guys can follow me on Instagram at the real Chris T H E R E E L Chris K H R I S, and that's it. And uh, also, uh, I'm currently looking for sponsors this year for my team. So if anyone's interested, be feel free to ask, you know. All right, then. And so uh, we appreciate it. And we certainly want to thank Discover Boating uh, for sponsoring this segment. Christian, thanks a lot. Absolutely. Thank you. It was a pleasure being on the show. Yes, sir. Appreciate it. All right, folks. Uh, we'll be back on Roland Martin Unfiltered on the Black Side Network. Next, on The Black Table, with me, Greg Carr. We featured the brand new work of Professor Angie Porter, which, simply put, is a revolutionary reframing of the African experience in this country. It's the one legal article everyone, and I mean everyone, should read. Professor Porter and Dr. Valethea Watkins, our legal roundtable team, join us to explore the paper that I guarantee is going to prompt a major aha moment in our culture. You crystallize it by saying, who are we to other people? Who are African people to others? Governance is our thing. Who are we to each other? The structures we create for ourselves, how we order the universe as African people. That's next on The Black Table, here on The Black Star Network. Most people think that these television shows that, that tell stories about who we are as black men, and then they paint these monolithic portraits of us, they think that they're being painted by white people. And I gotta tell you, there are a whole bunch of black folk right. that, are, that are the creators, right. the head writers, right. the directors of all of these shows and that are still painting us as monoliths. The people don't really wanna have this conversation. No, they don't.
Hi, I'm Kim Burrell. Hi, I'm Carl Payne. Hey, everybody, this is Sherry Shepard. You're watching Roland Martin Unfiltered. Kirkland left her Lima, Ohio, Lima, Ohio home on December 27th. The 17-year-old is 5 feet 5 inches tall, weighs 115 pounds, with brown eyes and black hair. When she was last seen, her hair was dyed a faded red. Both of Anastasia's nostrils are pierced, and she has the word blessed tattooed on her right wrist. Wrist. Anyone with information about Anastasia Kirkland is urged to call the Lima, Ohio Police Department at 419-227-4444, 419-227-4444. The racist Kentucky student, who, uh, of course, who went after, uh, who, uh, who uh, assaulted uh, a black student, uh, she has been, uh, which was called, called on camera, uh, she has been uh, indicted, a Fayette County, Kentucky uh, grand jury indicted. Sophia Rosing on one count of third-degree assault of a police officer, three counts of fourth-degree assault, one count of second-degree disorderly conduct, and one count of alcohol intoxication. Rosing was kicking, punching, and biting student worker Kyla Spring while repeatedly calling her the N-word. Rosing could be heard saying things like, do my chores, it's not my fault that you're black, and it's not my fault that you're ugly. Um, the University of Kentucky permanently banned Rosing from campus following her, the racist attack in November. Her arraignment is set for March 17th. As I said earlier, the University of North Carolina at Chapel Hill plans to drop diversity, equity, and inclusion requirements from hiring criteria following a Board of Governors meeting. The college will no longer solicit—first of all, the system— it's not just the college. The system will no longer solicit nor require an employee or applicant for academic admission or employment to affirmatively ascribe to the uh, to opine about beliefs, affiliations, ideals, or principles regarding matters of contemporary political debate or social action as a condition to admission, employment, or professional advancement. The Board of Trustees also approved the creation of UNC Chapel Hill School of Civic Life and Leadership which reinforces free speech and debate on campus following the decision to eliminate diversity and equity hiring requirements. Well, we see what that's all about. That's how Florida family agrees to a $2 million settlement with the city of Palm Beach Gardens. The family of uh, Corey Jones, a black motorist, fatally shot by a police officer after his vehicle broke down on an interstate off-ramp in 2015, settled for the total amount cited the city's insurance policy. Palm Beach Gardens officer Numan Raja was convicted of manslaughter and attempted murder in 2019 and sentenced to 25 years in prison for the October 2015 killing of Jones. Raja was the first Florida law enforcement officer in nearly 30 years to be convicted and sentenced for an on-duty killing. All right, folks, uh, let's talk about what's happening uh, in Nigeria, uh, where they recently have had a contested election uh, where the people there are looking for stability, but also safety. Uh, they, there's been a lot of things happening there. Of course, we covered in years past Boko Haram with the kidnapping of children and other issues that have taken place. Many Nigerians have been looking for the United States for temporary uh, asylum uh, and for, for, for temporary protected status. The TPS is a program that allows migrants whose home countries are considered unsafe the right 
to live and work in the U.S. for a brief but extendable period of time. Joining us right now is Benga Ogunjibi, Ogunjibi the founder and CEO of the Nigerian Center, to talk about the TPS program and how the recent changes dealing with migrants in the United States could impact Nigerians. Uh, glad to have you here, Benga. So, uh, to, so take us through, first of all, give people a sense how many Nigerians are there in the United States? Look, I'm from Houston. There's a huge Nigerian population because of Texas Southern University. Uh, but give us a sense of how many Nigerians are here in the U.S. Oh, thank you so much for the opportunity to be here. Nigeria is one of the largest immigrant groups in the country. Um, we also know that beyond the numbers of Nigerians who immigrated here, the vast majority of Africans in diaspora also have their ancestry from Nigeria. And also, the White House recent report redefined the definition of African diaspora to encompass both African immigrants and also African Americans. So significantly, we're looking at the greater majority of the African diaspora. So, so what impact will the recent changes by the Biden administration have on Nigerian uh, immigrants? So over 100 organizations, the exact number is 128, 128 civil society, immigrant rights, humanitarian rights, human rights organization, um, recently wrote to the Biden administration to immediately designate Nigeria as TPS. Uh, while Nigerian American community is one of very successful community in the United States, uh, they are a significant number. The last estimate estimate around 60,000 Nigerians that are undocumented. Uh, the impact of this will make them not to be deported back to Nigeria. Uh, if they are currently in detention, immigration detention, they'll have the opportunity to be released. And if they are going through any form of immigration proceedings, removal from the country, uh, that will be stopped because the Department of Homeland Security did Nigeria unsafe at this moment for people to get deported back into. Also, those who are currently here out of status would have the opportunity uh, to have work authorization and may even get some travel documents. We want to state that we recognize that immigrating to the United States is an opportunity. It's a privilege. We're not demanding this. We are asking for this. Uh, we are asking the Biden administration to issue our community this protection so it can save lives. So the, the, the TPS program, um, how will this benefit Nigerians? And a lot of people also have to understand that Nigeria, because of oil, uh, is one of the uh, favorite nations by the United States. Yes, Nigeria is a significant ally to the United States. And as this new administration redefines its engagement with the African continent, and Nigerian plays a significant role as one of the allies and partners and actors of Nigeria on the continent. So they're making significant financial investments into that country. We are the Nigerian Center and the coalition believes this is an opportunity to directly invest in, in Nigerians that are currently living in the United States. Um, so the way this is going to benefit them, ultimately is going to give those who are undocumented an opportunity not just to be protected, but also the opportunity to contribute, the opportunity to pay taxes, the opportunity to live as any other person living in the United States of America. And this is not an exclusive request for Nigeria. Uh, we know what happened in Ukraine. They were afforded TPS. 
We know AD was afforded TPS. Countries around the world has been afforded TPS. And for a decade long, there is the Boko Haram insurgency. There's terrorism in the country. It's on the rise in sophistication. It's on the rise in intensity. Again, this is an opportunity to save lives and offer the people opportunity to contribute by paying their taxes in the United States. Um, let's have some questions from our panel. Uh, Rita, you first. Well, thank you for coming on and talking to us about what's going on in Nigeria. I'm seeing a lot of information around um, people contesting election results. Can you kind of crack open for us and explain a little more what is going on, um, wh what happened with the election, and how it is going with verifying the election results? Well, the currently the presidential election happened over the weekend. Um, and there have been pockets of irregularities uh, in some parts of the country. But to my understanding, I don't think it has risen to a point where you can conclusively say that the election is not successful or marred by violence. I think it's still in progress. The election results are still being counted. Um, ultimately, I think we're seeing a lot of surprises. Um, I think for the very first time in this election, we saw the emergence of the third force. Um, and really the voice of the people is being heard in such a way that has never been heard before. And a lot of surprises coming up in this particular election. So I would say I think it's going, for the most part, uh, peaceful. Uh, the transition is in motion. I think we have a couple of days to completely see how the election completely pans out. Well, my goal here is DPS. I want to also say that uh, in the past subsequent uh, change of administration, I think about four administrations, for every administration that comes in, there's significant hope that the security issues of the country would completely turn around. But that has not been the case. So as this new administration comes in, we really want TPS to immediately go into effect. So to give them some time to demonstrate honest leadership on the security issues on the country while saving lives in the meantime. Omakongo. Thank you so much for, for the knowledge and information that, that you're providing. My question regards is, is regarding the redesign of the Naira and, and the problem that has caused economically as it relates to people not being able to get access to their money uh, in, in parts of, of Nigeria. Do you feel like this could exacerbate the problem more and lead to an increase of more Nigerians having to flee the country and seeking TPS? Absolutely, without a doubt. Um, I believe the timing, the, there's nothing wrong in going into a cashless society. There's nothing wrong in redesigning your financial policy as a country, but timing is critical. Um, that policy has been met with a lot of pushback um, and we just believe the timing, particularly going into an election. We're talking about a season of the country where it is the one of the most challenging chapters in the country history economically. And now there's this redesign initiative. I think the problem is even the scarcity of money in itself. I think this really intensified the situation um, of security of lives, kidnappings. It's always been a challenge the country continuing to deal with. And I think this time around with this redesign 
and also the Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet, that's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and Game Sense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. This is it, your moment. This is your time to make your comeback with Purdue Global. When you come back with a Purdue Global degree, you create opportunity for yourself, your family, and your future. It's a degree you can be proud of, a degree that employers will trust and respect. Purdue Global offers working adults like you over 175 flexible degree programs to meet your specific career goals. These include associate, bachelor's, master's, and doctoral degrees and certificates. Purdue Global degree programs range from nursing to business to communication and more. Whatever your interest, we have the degree that will move you forward. You have the knowledge. You have the experience. Now it's time to get credit for the work you've done and earn the recognition you deserve with Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. You know you're worth it. We do too. So don't wait another second to get the degree that will take your career to the next level. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. Shortage of cash in an elections period, um, frankly, I think it's a bad idea. Julian? Thank you for being with us, and thank you for bringing us up to date, especially on the election. I want to jump back and ask you, Nigeria has, well, many African countries, but Nigeria has frequently been... Uh, painted in the media as unstable. Uh, you mentioned the kidnappings and other things. Is the root cause the way that independence happened with the enduring uh, impl- influence of the UK? Or is there another reason why we continually see the instability in Nigeria? Uh, so Nigerian country, as a country, we've always, we have always attempted to renegotiate and also re-examine uh, the basis in which various independent ethnic groups form this independent new nation. And we have some legacies of colonialism from the United Kingdom that we still wrestle with. Obviously, that goes into the fabric and the foundations of the country. Uh, even our political system is one of the challenges a lot of people think holds progress back um, because the way the country system is designed right now 
it concentrate powers to a certain part of the country. You know, so I think the challenge of this new administration, um, which what I'm hoping for is system leadership, is really examine that system and make it more fair and easy for everyone to participate um, in our experience as a nation. So we're wrestling with external legacy issues, international issues, but hey, ultimately Nigerians have always been leaders. We have an unbreakable spirit. We have a tremendous potential. There's a lot of forecast about our country, a lot of even, even prognosticated that would not be existing at this particular time. We have defied all those odds. So Nigeria continued to really defy the odds. And this kind of expression of what it means to be an African, what it means to be uh, a Nigerian, to, to, be, to be a black person. So I think the challenges is not so much that we can overcome them. And I think we're in the progress, in the motion of the process of doing so. If you look at our country, our diaspora communities around the country, uh, around the world, even in this United States of America, we continue to excel. So I think that's going to be the challenge for this new incoming administration, to create that kind of playing field for the country in itself to rise to its true potential domestically, not just internationally. We strongly believe that is possible. What we are saying, while the country takes on that challenge of manifesting its true potential, let us save lives in the process. And those who are in the United States, let's also give them the opportunity to rise to their own potential by working work authorization, have this protection, not to be deported back at this particular time, and just contribute like any other Americans. All right, then. Benga, I appreciate it. Thank you so very much. How can, if people want to reach out to help your organization, how do they do so? Thank you so much. Our website is NigerianCenter.org. Uh, follow us on social media and send us an email. If you go to our media page, you can read our press release regarding TPS. We ask that you call your congressman and representative, help them support our congressional uh, campaign going on right now uh, to designate Nigeria's TPS. Thank you very much for this opportunity. Uh, thank you so very much. Uh, Renita uh, Julian Omakongo, I appreciate you joining us on our panel today. Thank you so very much. When I go to a break, we come back. Uh, Tommy Dorch Jr. was laid to rest on Saturday. We'll show you uh, what, was, what took place at his home going in Atlanta. You're watching Roland Martin Unfiltered on the Black Star Network. Folks, Black Star Network is here. I'm real um, revolutionary right now. Support this man, Black Media. He makes sure that our stories are told. I thank you for being the voice of Black America, Roland. Hey, I love y'all. All momentum we have now, we have to keep this going. The video looks phenomenal. See, this difference between Black Star Network and Black-owned media and something like CNN. You can't be Black-owned media and be scared. It's time to be smart. Bring your eyeballs home. You dig? On a next, A Balanced Life with me, Dr. Jackie, a relationship that we have to have. We're often afraid of it and don't like to talk about it. That's right. We're talking about our relationship with money. 
And here's the thing, our relationship with money oftentimes determines whether we have it or not. The truth is you cannot change what you will not acknowledge. Balancing your relationship with your pocketbook. That's next on A Balanced Life with me, Dr. Jackie, here at Black Star Network. Pull up a chair, take your seat. The Black Tape with me, Dr. Greg Carr, here on the Black Star Network. Every week, we'll take a deeper dive into the world we're living in. Join the conversation only on the Black Star Network. Hi, everybody. This is Jonathan Nelson. Hi, this is Cheryl Lee Ralph, and you are watching Roland Martin Unfiltered. All right, folks, I'm here in Austin, Texas. Uh, I'm going to be uh, moderating or uh, hosting the Black Fund Awards uh, taking place at the Paramount Theater. Tomorrow, I'm going to be speaking at Houston Tillerson College for their Dubois Lecture, and so looking forward to that. Uh, and so uh, what we're going to do is, first of all, I'm going to be a guest host tomorrow because I'm going to be speaking, but then right now, i got to go host to do these right here. So what we're going to do is uh, we're going to share with you uh, some of the homegoing service of Tommy Dorsch Jr., the Atlanta businessman, HBCU advocate, known all across the country for his great work, uh, was laid to rest uh, on Saturday, died at the age of 72 uh, due to pancreatic cancer. Uh, and uh, let me remind, again, I need the folks on YouTube, y'all watching YouTube, hit the like button, y'all. We should easily be, it's more than 2,000, y'all. We should be over 1,000 likes, okay? So I shouldn't have to keep asking y'all to do this here. That impacts the algorithm. So please hit the like button. We should be at 1,000, 1,500, 2,000 every single show. So I got to go do these duties here. And so here he is, uh, again, uh, some of the homegoing service. We live stream this on Saturday. If you want to watch the entire service, go to our Black Star Network app, go to our YouTube channel. You can see the whole thing. So here's an abbreviated version of the homegoing service of businessman, my good friend, uh, despite him being Omega, he was a good, he was a good brother, Tommy Dorch Jr. scriptures, Galatians 5, 13 and 14, and Hebrews 10 and 24. And Galatians 5, 13 and 14 says, for you were called to freedom, brothers, only do not use your freedom as an opportunity for the flesh, but through love, serve one another. For the whole law is fulfilled in one word, you shall love your neighbor as yourself. And Hebrews 10 and 24, and let us consider how to stir up one another to love and good works. And if there was anyone on the face of the earth that used their freedom to stir all of us up to good works, it was Tommy. He was a master chess player of service, and all of us were the pieces on the board. He had you serving when you didn't want to serve. If you wanted to do a deal, you would have to serve here. If you wanted something, he would make sure you gave here. But he didn't do it transactionally because he knew there was a crack in the night. And he didn't allow that crack to be a reason that that night couldn't be used. That there was a flaw with the bishop, but he still understood how to put that bishop in place for the greater good. 
And if there's anything that we learn as we celebrate his life and legacy, it's our job to use our freedom to stir up the world and to use the pieces around us for the greater good. And he would be telling us even in this moment, go and do the work for I've already given you the example. Just uh, first and foremost, thank you to everybody who came out today um, to memorialize my father. tough. Uh, it's been really tough, but uh, we're getting through it. Um, it's, it's nothing you really could have done to get prepared for this. I mean, I want my brothers and sisters to uh, introduce them. It's Mark. Bridget. Angel. Molu. Janice. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet. That's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. This is it, your moment. This is your time to make your comeback with Purdue Global. When you come back with a Purdue Global degree, you create opportunity for yourself, your family, and your future. It's a degree you can be proud of, a degree that employers will trust and respect. Purdue Global offers working adults like you over 175 flexible degree programs to meet your specific career goals. These include associate, bachelor's, master's, and doctoral degrees and certificates. Purdue Global degree programs range from nursing to business to communication and more. Whatever your interest, we have the degree that will move you forward. You have the knowledge. 
you have the experience. Now it's time to get credit for the work you've done and earn the recognition you deserve with Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. You know you're worth it. We do too. So don't wait another second to get the degree that will take your career to the next level. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. This may have been his kids, but uh, he created a, a, a huge family. You know, I gained so many uncles and aunties and cousins and so much more. He was a country boy, so you know how we do with our family. Um, we had a big family. But, um, you know, a lot of people have poured into us um, and give their prayers and their condolences. But um, we also thank you all. Because, um, you know, a lot, uh, everybody in here made him who he was. He was so motivated and, and so driven um, by the idea uh, of a, a better community, a closer community. He was driven by us working together and uh, really being a family. So, you know, we owe a lot of things to you all. Uh, I remember a lot of things my father used to do. Uh, one of my, well, two of the things I remember most, uh, the most, uh, one was his, 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 his love for travel and his love to be on the road. Um, I kid you not, he probably traveled 20 days out of every month. And that's even up into this last few months where he shouldn't have been on any plane or in any car. He should have been sitting still. But he never did. But he was always on the road trying to do for somebody else's community, trying to do for our students, for, for every child who had a dream of, of, of being in the position he's in or was in and, and even bigger. He was always there for them. And it was hard to give him up on days because I wanted to spend time with him. And I know a lot of people can say the same. Um, but I understood. As I got older, I, I understood his need to be on the road because he changed so many lives. Um, another thing was I, as I got older, I got to sit around and see as he signed a lot of checks, too. <laughs> um, and I... And, I'm not going to lie, even to this day, I wonder sometimes why that $500,000, $100,000 was not going into our pocket. Um, <laughs> but as I got older, I got to understand that, too, that, you know, we were only strong as our weakest link. And it was no good for us to have all the money and, and everything afforded to us when it was always somebody struggling behind us. He always felt he had to bring up the next man. And I respected that about him. Even though I still miss some of that money, but I respected that about him. But he was so selfless, even into his last days, he was worried about everybody else but himself. That's just the man he was. And I'm so appreciative for that. I can never replace him, I don't want to. <laughs> I never want to do the work that he did, but it was necessary. And all I know that we can ask on behalf of this family is that you all keep that work going. Keep doing everything we can for our communities and our students and our kids because they need our help. And I know they put me up here on purpose because I am the crybaby. I am the baby. And you probably didn't notice about him. He was the baby too and he was a big crybaby. He wore his emotions on his sleeve at all times. So 
I'm not apologizing, but this is me. This is him too. A big, a big crybaby, but he loved everybody. No matter if he agreed with you or not, he loved you all. And we love you all the same. Thank you. You know, the spirit never leaves us. We may not see him in the flesh, but we see him in his children. We see him in his wife. We see him in his friends. We see him in the United Negro College Fund and all of the HBCUs. We see Tommy Dorch in 100 Black Men. We see things that he touched, that he had a little hand in. And uh, I don't know, rem remember when it started. It just seemed like he was always there. He was always showing up telling me what I needed to do. <laughs> and it didn't ever have to be the same thing. There were people like Thomas Dorch who encouraged us and who looked like he really wanted to run against us, but understood that there was more power in running everything than in just trying to run City Hall. <laughs> and so whenever you needed something done, whenever you needed to rally people around an idea, regardless of what that idea was, there was Tommy. Where he got all the energy uh, was probably from Carol. Uh, but I don't need to explain that. Because she was a little girl from Princeton. And I don't know how she got from Princeton down to Atlanta, but uh, it really used to worry me because my brother went to high school in Princeton and we knew everybody in Princeton and knew her family. And then when I started running for something, there was my opponent's signs all over her front yard. And I said, you know, why is she supporting him? Uh, and I never asked until one day Tommy came and said, I wish you would marry us. And I said, okay, when, where? He said, now, soon. <laughs> and so we got together in my living room and we said a blessing on a wonderful couple. And they have continued to share those blessings for almost 40 years now. And it may be more than 40 years because they were probably sneaking around a little bit before we knew about it. <laughs> but that's what makes this such a great city. You are great people. Thomas W. Dorch is a representative of you. He's a representative of the spirit that you brought here from many, many places in the world. He's a representative of the dreams. He's a representative of the courage, of the dare. He's a representative of the best that is in us. 
And so when we look around and we say, how did Atlanta get to be a $400 billion economy? Um, you know, that's about the same size as Norway. Atlanta, little old country Atlanta, now a rising city shining out all over the world because of the men and women and children that came out of our academic institutions, that came out of our churches, the spirit that came from some of the greatest preachers you've ever heard anywhere in the world. You can preach good when you're full of sin and you know you got to get out of it. And you can preach your way out. And so when we preach as preachers, we're not preaching to save you only. We're preaching trying to save ourselves. <laughs> and Tommy Dorch was always in church saying amen, helping to raise funds to feed the hungry, working with scholarships in our colleges, to get more of our young people in school, uh, paying off student loan debt, and doing all of the wonderful things that we should never forget. Because we are the product of the work, the love, the dreams, the sacrifices of the entire Dorch family, and really, he made all of us his family. And I thank you for following him, for listening to him, for loving him, for believing in his dreams even when they seemed impossible. God has blessed you for your humility and your service and the fact that in your busy lives, you took the time to come not to bless Tommy, but to thank God for sending him our way. Uh, thank you for this opportunity to say a few words about your loved one and one of my best friends in life, Thomas W. Dorch. I called him TD for short. Our friendship expanded 54 years. He always had my back and I his. We fought together and worked together and graduated from Fort Valley State University. He laid the groundwork for me to follow him as national president of the National Alumni Association and into the Fort Valley State University Foundation where I served as chair. TD and I were inseparable. In fact, in the city of Fort Valley, the Fort Valley newspaper, the Fort Valley Herald dubbed us as Butch Cassidy and the Sundance Kid. <laughs> a character study of remarkable friendship and service through our ups and downs. We both have a passion and love for Fort Valley State. Our lives to thee we dedicate. And part of our friendship and relationship was centered around FVSU and HBCUs. While we had our differences, Tommy and I never fell out. 
We had quarrels over political candidates and political matters, but we never, ever separated from one another's friendship. As Fort Valley State University's student government president, the political bug hit him well before it hit me. When he called me to tell me that he was going to be the state director for United States Senator Sam Nunn, the first African-American to do so, I was so proud and excited for him. What an honor and responsibility during those times. It was a game changer. Over the years, we would have changed calls and texts on many life-changing opportunities. He always told me that there's a beauty in how HBCU molded us into being productive citizens. He described it as perfecting the diamonds in the rough. He went on, talked to me about the National Black College of Hall of Fame, which is his legacy, something that we must keep going. Can I get an amen on that? This is Black History Month. This is Black History Month. Today we mourn and celebrate a history maker and a man of all seasons, Thomas Deutsch. For, we, for all the time that we've been friends, he never hesitated in saying and believing in you can. Obviously, T.D. believed in John 9, 4. As long as this is day, we must do the works of him who sent me. Night is coming and then no one can work. Carol, on our last conversation at your house, and we had talked about uh, Tommy's life and our friendship. You talked about the fact that he has no more pain. No more pain. I can hear him saying now, don't grieve for me, now I'm free. I'm following the path God laid for me. I took his hand when I heard him call. I turned my back and left it all. Perhaps my time seems all too brief. Don't strengthen now with undue grief. Lift up your heart and share with me. God wanted me now. He set me free. It's often stated that in life you make your living by what you get, but you make your life by what you give. Tommy Deutsch made his life by giving. And for that, we ought to thank God. We ought to thank God that Thomas Deutsch passed our way. Well done, well job done, faithful servant. Job well done. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet that's right up to fifteen hundred dollars again sign up using code buckeye and receive up to fifteen hundred dollars back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet BetMGM and game sense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with mgm northfield park that's 1-800-GAMBLER
from BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast, is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. This is it. Your moment. This is your time to make your comeback with Purdue Global. When you come back with a Purdue Global degree, you create opportunity for yourself, your family, and your future. It's a degree you can be proud of, a degree that employers will trust and respect. Purdue Global offers working adults like you over 175 flexible degree programs to meet your specific career goals. These include associate, bachelor's, master's, and doctoral degrees and certificates. Purdue Global degree programs range from nursing to business to communication and more. Whatever your interest, we have the degree that will move you forward. You have the knowledge. You have the experience. Now it's time to get credit for the work you've done and earn the recognition you deserve with Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. You know you're worth it. We do too. So don't wait another second to get the degree that will take your career to the next level. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. Away through the coalition and the institute, and I'd like to close as I began these reflections. I thank you, God, for the life and legacy of Thomas W. Dorch Jr., my ride or die leader, partner, and friend. Thank you, Tommy. Take your rest, and we will see you on the other side. We know that earth have no sorrow, that heaven cannot heal. Because we serve a God who sits high, but he looks low. And so let us go to the God we serve in prayer. God bless you, my sister and family. Great and mighty God, our creator, sustainer, our protector, our provider. We know in this moment and in this hour that Tommy is in a good place because your word reminds us that to be absent from the body is to be present with the Lord. But God, we call you Abba Father in this hour because if we might be frank, Death is hard, 
And there are just some people, oh Lord, that we believe will never leave us in this earthly plane. But we thank you, God, that although Tommy is not physically with us today, he is with us because of the many memories we have created with him. We thank you for that infectious smile that he often shared and shone forth. We will hold on to that. We thank you, Lord God, that he was a man who didn't waste a moment or a minute or an encounter, but he showed us how to make the best of every part of life and even showing us that you can live every day to the very end. Thank you, God, for this wonderful servant of God. And now, God, we pray to you, Abba Father, because you know us. You know how this moment caught us. For many of us, it, we may have been expecting it, but we still did not believe it. There are those of us who, it caught us by surprise. And Lord, frankly, in the last several years, and especially in the last few months, uh, we have gone through tremendous losses and it just seems to catch us off guard and takes away a little bit of our breath. And so, Father God, we welcome you into this place. Holy Spirit, we welcome you into every heart, especially the heart of this family. Your word teaches us that you are our comforter. And so, God, I pray for comfort for each and every family member, for his wife, Carol, for all of his children, for his sisters, and for all of the loved ones, and all of us who had a special and unique relationship with him. Take every grief, take every sorrow, take every tear, Lord God, and give us the prescription that we will need just to make it through those moments because grieving is a process but we know that you will be with us every step of the way there's no person there's no food there's no substance that can do what you will do so father because i know what you've done for me and the many losses that i've experienced i pray even now uh, that you do it for my sisters and my brothers in this family lord god be with them in those hours and surround them with your love when people step out because after today the crowds rush in but then we're left with all of these emotions and so God just be God show up in a mighty way and we honor you in your sovereignty because you determine when it's time for us to come home and so God we bless you that you took Tommy home we may not fully understand the moment and the hour, but we honor you nonetheless. And so, God, we just say thank you. Thank you for this life that we were allowed to intersect with, to know. Thank you for the deposits that he made in our lives that we will forever hold. And now, Lord God, thank you for giving him a rest that he deserves from all of his labors. He will continue to live because he lives in our hearts. He will continue to live because his light shone bright.
And so God, thank you once again for Thomas W. Dorsch Jr. We say to you, our brother, well done, thy good and faithful servant. You served so well. Now we thank the Lord thy God for giving you the crown that you deserve. We ask this and many others, prayers in the name of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, who is touched even in this hour by our grief and our infirmities. In Jesus' name I pray, and the people of God said, amen. Praise the Lord, everybody. Oh, y'all kind of mutant here. Praise the Lord, everybody. I, um, to the Deutsch family, um, thank you for letting me in. Um, you're home on several occasions. Thank you for loaning me the best father figure, mentor, brother, a man could ever have. I um, I thought I I knew I was I knew I was gonna cry. I knew it. You know I, I'm from New York. You act all tough. Yo, what's up, son? Yo, what's up? And here I am, with tears in my eyes, because as a man whose father died at eight years old, and when you're in life and you reach out for mentorship and something comes back that's so valid and necessary for a young man's life, I just have to tell Tommy Dorch, thank you for that. Thank you for that. Thank you for the divine timing because I was right there. I, I walked in the house and I asked Carol, I said, can I take out my horn and play to him? And she said, yes. I played Amazing Grace. And he started moving. Because as they say, the last thing to go are your ears. Your hearing. And watching him be in joy because his man, Tommy Dorch's Pied Piper, had to come to the house to make sure that I sent him off with a song. And if you watch movies, if you watch television shows, the music in the transition that sets up the next phase, you watch a different world, the music that goes from one part to another. I am blessed because the soundtrack to him leaving us and being in a better place was done through the music. So thank you, Carol, again. I love you. Thank you for having, let me have that moment with Tommy. And this is exactly what I played to him.
Thank you. Thank you so much. So now that we got that out the way, Hanging with Mr. Dorch, song that I wrote a year and a half ago. And I remember, yo, Trey, I remember when I played it to him, he said, man, that's my song. I love this piece. I love it. I love it. And um, I remember the first time Tommy heard the song. And, and first of all, um, I'd just like to say um, this song, I will make sure that it is transferred to the estate because this is Tommy's song. So the ownership of the songs and the masters will be to you, Carol. This is his song. And um, I, I, I want everybody to, 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 to be like what Tommy was when he heard the song. So I need you guys to stand up right now. Please, please, let's get up and, 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 and let's get our Tommy on right now, man. Let's go, come on.
Folks, Black Star Network is here. I'm real um, revolutionary right now. Background. Support this man, Black Media. He makes sure that our stories are told. I thank you for being the voice of Black America, Roller. Hey, I love y'all. All momentum we have now, we have to keep this going. The video looks phenomenal. See, this difference between Black Star Network and Black Owned Media and something like CNN. You can't be Black Owned Media and be scared. It's time to be smart. Bring your eyeballs home. You dig? Pull up a chair, take your seat. The Black Tape with me, Dr. Greg Carr, here on the Black Star Network. Every week, we'll take a deeper dive into the world we're living in. Join the conversation only on the Black Star Network. Hi, I'm Dr. Jackie Hood-Martin, and I have a question for you. Ever feel as if your life is teetering and the weight and pressure of the world is consistently on your shoulders? Well, let me tell you, living a balanced life isn't easy. Join me each Tuesday on Black Star Network for A Balanced Life with Dr. Jackie. We're all impacted by the culture, whether we know it or not. From politics to music and entertainment, it's a huge part of our lives. And we're going to talk about it every day right here on The Culture with me, Faraji Muhammad, only on the Black Star Network. I'm Deborah Owens, America's Wealth Coach, and my new show, Get Wealthy, focuses on the things that your financial advisor and bank isn't telling you, but you absolutely need to know. So watch Get Wealthy on the Black Star Network. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cb for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.